With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Intensifying and set to strike the Florida Panhandle as a Category 3 hurricane as early as tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, Panama City Beach gas station employee Danny Hess says if you're looking for gas to get out of town, the time to show up is now. Since 6 a.m. it's been backed up. <laughs> We're just now running out of regular. President Trump accepted U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley's resignation today. South Dakota Senator John Thune on Haley. She was very plain spoken, and uh, I know that I and I think many other people who are in public life who care a lot about America's foreign policy, as we observe the way that she conducted herself and handled herself in that job, uh, were very impressed. Thune was speaking there on Fox News, and you're listening to USA Radio News. Hey guys, Ken here from the hit podcast, Today's Growth. Who would win a three-mile bicycle race, an 11-year-old girl or last year's winner of the Tour de France? It all depends on the bicycle. It depends on their vehicle. Both on a 10-speed and the pro racer is going to win every time. But put the racer on a tricycle and the 11-year-old wins every time. You see, it's not the driver. It's the vehicle. When it comes to generating revenue, it's exactly the same. If you have a job or a small business, you are riding a tricycle. You can only go so fast. If you need to make up lost ground, it's not going to happen on a tricycle. No matter how fast you pedal, it's simply not going to win the race. Why do many people with no schooling and no advanced degree often become very wealthy? Simple. They choose to only ride 10 speeds. When it comes to helping people create their next revenue model, both Forbes and Inc. recommend Income Store as a can't-miss when it comes to putting people on a 10-speed. Could your household or business use an additional revenue model that doesn't solely depend on you? If so, you need to check out IncomeStore.com. That's IncomeStore.com. The California Diocese took a different path when it came to priests accused of sexual abuse. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has the details. A Southern California Roman Catholic diocese releasing a list of 34 priests accused of sexually abusing children, including six who were convicted of criminal charges. The Diocese of San Bernardino County listing clergy who were the subject of what it calls credible allegations of molestation since the diocese formed in 1978. According to its website, all but one were removed from the priesthood, permanently banned from ministry in the diocese, or they've passed away. The remaining priest left the diocese in 1993 and his whereabouts are unknown. Kanye West is going to the White House on Thursday for a lunch with President Trump. That's after meeting with Jared Kushner. According to the New York Times, West is set to meet with Kushner and Trump to discuss criminal justice reform. You're listening to USA Radio News. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. And welcome in. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. My voice is a little off. Been having some weather sinus issues. 
But just stick with me, all right? Just stick with me. I'll get through it. It might sound terrible, but, uh, you know, we'll still talk about cool stuff, I guess. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we got a good show for you tonight. Going to talk UFC, going to talk college football, going to talk NFL. All coming up, got Colin Pinner, the head coach at Tipton Rosemark Academy, coming on later in the hour. Jeff Ireland coming on. Brandon Reed coming on. But first, different ways that you can listen to the show afterwards. Here's Adam. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. You can also catch us live right here on Facebook. If you miss us live, it'll be out there for you to watch afterwards. Also, if you like to listen to us on the app, you got iTunes, iHeart, and you got Spreaker.com, and also now we're on Spotify. So if you do Spotify, then you can catch us out there too. And if you give us a call, it's 901 475 9355. That's right. And I've actually noticed uh, we just got on Spotify, I think, last week. Our numbers are already climbing on Spotify. Uh, so thanks to all you new listeners out there. Unless you're just old iHeart listeners that switch to Spotify, I don't know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> no, assuming that you're new listeners. So, uh, hello to all you guys out there. And the way we kick the show off every single week is with the weekly sports update. The Rundown. The Memphis Tigers got back on track with a homecoming win against UConn on Saturday night, 55-14. to Daryl Henderson got 174 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. They'll face number 10 UCF at home this Saturday at 2.30. The Vols had the week off. They'll face Auburn on Saturday with 11 a.m. start, 9.30 pregame right here on US 51 Country. The Titans lost the last second field goal to the Bills on Sunday, 13-12. Both teams managed only 220 yards apiece in a defensive struggle. The Predators kicked off hockey season in New York going 2-0, two wins, one against the Rangers, one against the Islanders. In high school football, Kevin and Mumford, Haywood, Fayetteware, Millington, all won. Brighton, Ripley, Fayette Academy, Tipton, Rosemark, Arlington, and Bolton all lost. That's the rundown. And, uh, whoa, it came back for a second. Went away, and then it came back. And, of course, the big news over the weekend, not football, Although uh, football, there were some interesting things that happened in football. Some people's uh, picks got tore up. A uh, lot of upsets and movement. Central Florida makes their way into the top ten. The American has three teams ranked, proven that they're just as good as the old Big East was. So why aren't they a Power Six conference? Well, it might be. Now, I will say it might be because the Big East never deserved to be. But um, <laughs> we... Uh, but the Khabib McGregor fight, that's of course the big thing, right? Khabib versus McGregor, that's uh, over the weekend, Saturday night. Big fight, of course, the buildup we talked about a while back, a few months ago. Conor McGregor got arrested in New York for throwing a, a dolly or something into a bus and breaking a window and going full WWE on these guys in a parking lot. And uh, he ends up getting arrested. Well, then Khabib fights McGregor. Finally, this fight happens. Saturday night, and they meet each other. Khabib taps him out in the third round with a neck crank. Immediately after, Khabib jumps up and starts talking crap to McGregor, which is sort of expected. Then he starts talking crap to somebody out in the crowd, throws his mouthpiece, and then jumps over the cage and goes after this other fighter, which I guess is a friend of McGregor's or a training partner of McGregor's. He goes after him in the crowd. Cops have to come in. A big melee ensues. In the meantime, while they're all out there trying to get Khabib under control, Khabib's corner guys jump Conor McGregor in the ring. 
and they have to be separated. It was insanity. Now, uh, the pay-per-view, they kind of pulled the camera angle away for a little bit, so you didn't get to see all of it. There are fan videos and stuff out there, but you didn't get to see all of it immediately. Dana White wouldn't put the belt on Khabib in the ring uh, because he didn't want things thrown at him, and I don't blame him there. Khabib did get a drink thrown on him as he was being escorted by the police out of the building, and or, several, or to the locker room, drinks. rather. <laughs> he took Yeah, but he took one, like, one was such a dead-on shot, like, Somebody ought to find that guy and congratulate him because just to get that, to to be that accurate, he needs to be in the NFL. Right. That one was an amazing, it was an amazing shot with a full glass of whatever it was right on his head. It was, it was good. But, uh, so anyway, the question is what, what should happen to Khabib? Now, uh, I don't know if any official decision has been made by the Nevada Athletic Commission yet, but basically I think the UFC has said whatever the Athletic Commission says is what they're going to do. Um, apparently, they're not planning on stripping him of the title. Should they, though? Uh, I, I don't know. I think if uh, something happens, well, the, the Nevada Gaming Commission, they're already saying they're going to find him, and he, there's a good chance he's probably going to end up... Um, Losing the entire purse, like $2 million something dollars, I think it was, uh, because of what he did. But um, Well, we know that so far, Connor has gotten paid and he hasn't. Right, yeah. That happened that night. They ruled it. They figured out, that okay, McGregor's fine. That's all that. We're going to do that. But I, I think if uh, the Nevada Commission takes that and then they say they, he gets suspended for a year or even deported. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of legal stuff still got to work itself out. I think, and even Dana White said, depending on how long of a type of suspension, because the Nevada Game Commission say, look, he's suspended for a year, and there's nothing the UFC can do at that point other than say, Take well, his title he, can't, away, right. he can't fight. Well, I'm just saying as far as let, they can't let, go ahead and let him fight. So I think that if that happens, and I think like what Dana says, if it's six months to a year, yeah, they're going to strip him. Because they're gonna want to, you know, like you said, we talked about earlier. They let uh, Ferguson fight uh, McGregor, but I also see where McGregor wants to fight Anderson Silva too. And Silva said, "Let's do it for the fans," kind of thing. Like it'd be a fight. And I thought, "Yeah, McGregor, I don't know if you want." Even though Silva's not the Silva he was, I still don't know if I, if I'm McGregor, I don't know if I take that. But, but hey, it's it, it seems to me with McGregor, it's more about the money now anyway. Which hey, if he wants to get, I mean. It's, he's a draw, so hey, if you can draw that many people want to see it, I I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. I if mean, he keeps getting beat, he's not going to be much of a draw. Right, drive. right. He's going to have to stay hanging there, which against uh, uh, Khabib, he, he hung in there, and that's something, I mean, if anybody that didn't get to see it, the he, a couple times uh, Khabib had him down on the ground, and most people would have gotten armbarred or choked or something and had been over, and he was able to get up and get out of it. And uh, to me, it was a, I didn't like the fight because I'm not a, I don't like the ground game and i don't like it when they just basically lay up against the uh chains the whole time so it's kind of a uh the chain link fence kind of thing but it, it's just uh and then the stuff afterwards like you said was crazy I, i'm sure that we found out dana white basically said some of those guys won't fight in the ufc anymore the guys that uh hit mcgregor i can't think of their names people out there probably you probably if you watch and follow it you'll know who they are uh they won't be fighting with the ufc anymore and uh i'm sure uh there, there'll be something they're saying they're, they're already wanting a rematch and all that, but it's going to really come down to what the Nevada Gaming Commission decides this probably this week or next week or whatever. And I, Does this sour some people on the UFC, though? Because one thing I tweeted out afterwards, I was like, and the transition to WWE continues, and I think a lot of people may have taken that the wrong way, 
What I meant was, I didn't mean that I thought it was staged. I don't think it was staged at all. What I meant was, is that it's tacitly encouraged. This type of uh, buffoonery is is encouraged sort of, you know, without saying it by the UFC because it helps sell tickets and hype fights and things like that. And the more they do it, though, the more it's going to be harder to buy into it, even though it is real. But it, the the more ridiculous it gets when you got guys that are obviously faking anger, and and right. that's where I think now this is not fake. I yeah. mean, these guys are really yeah. angry at each other. But but you know, people other people will start to manufacture this type of behavior in order to uh, increase their own right. standing in the UFC, and I think that's where it can hurt the UFC down the line. I think in the right. short term it helps the UFC. Yeah, because I they kept asking about that, and I I've even heard other people on other shows and different things make comments about, oh, see, it's just like W, just like, you, you know, people that, that WWE fans that are other, on other shows and things and say, and they're talking about this is the same thing. It's like, no, it's not. This is legit beef between these guys, but I agree with you. If other ones start making this drama up or just start doing it where it is kind of seemed choreographed. Well, some other shows think Drake and Justin Timberlake are coming too. So, right. you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, I really think I agree with you that, yeah, if they, if other ones keep this, you can only pull this kind of stuff if you're McGregor, which we could, the one reason you know for sure this wasn't some kind of dramaed up, made up mess is McGregor didn't fight back. Because if that was the case, when those guys jumped him in the ring, he had been all over them. And right, that's right. how you know this was a legit be. And if you know the history, which I've heard some other people comment about, WWE all the same. If you know the history, you know that this is not some dramatized, well, made up bull. That this stuff's been going yeah, on no bad blood for mean, a long time. They don't put a guy in the crowd on purpose, right? Right. Because I mean, it's dangerous, happen. and it, all the police involved, and all the, other, yeah. and the and the Nevada Gaming Commission's involved, and there's fines. No, they don't do that if it was choreographed, and it's not fake. These guys are legit getting in trouble. So just like with the the situation with the bus, but what thing I don't throwing, understand, they actually he almost went to jail for that. So it's yeah. Kind of what like, I don't understand though is uh, Khabib uh, Khabib's attitude afterwards. Uh, right. As a matter of like fact, like he thought he should still get yeah, the belt put on him, which was ridiculous. If he, I've actually got a couple of. I would have uh, loved to see him get pelted. With I got drinks. a couple of cuts from that. You know Let they me would see if have. I can find them. Yeah, I've got a couple of cuts here. Uh, here's Dana White uh, talking about it after it happened. Here's what Dana White had to say in the post-fight press conference. So I just spoke with Bob Bennett from the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission, and he told me that they they looked at some stuff already, and they have made the decision that they're not going to withhold Conor McGregor's check. Conor McGregor has been paid. He's been given his check. Um, they are withholding Habib's. Okay? And uh, so uh, Khabib then later, so he comes in. This is what he had to say, and this is where I think he's either completely out of touch or something. Here, here's what he had to say afterwards. I jump over the cage. Why people still talk about this? Like, I don't understand. I am respect. I my father teach me, hey, you have to be always respectful. My old team, where I'm training California seven years, everybody know who I am. His, he was saying, uh, he, he went on to say after that, and I just don't have the whole cut, but uh, he, he went on after that to say, uh, you know, he almost killed people and he threw stuff in a bus. Yeah, and he got in trouble for it, dummy. Right. He almost went to jail for that. He, and he, he said, why are people still talking about me jumping over a cage when he throw... When he throw at bus and almost kill people, 
That was six months ago, man. Right. And he went to he got arrested for it. Right. This has happened tonight. This happened twenty minutes before you're giving this conversation. Right. You're wondering why people and, are still talking about it. Seriously, it was less than an hour when he's standing right, there and he says, right. "Why are people still talking about this?" Because <laughs> it just happened, right. fool. Well, and then also, what gets me and his he talks about. I love that he said there. Well, my father, yeah, his dad. If anybody's seen the headlines, they said basically when he got back home, he was going to smash him up. Like he he's angry with him. Like he knows better than that because there's innocent civilians and children and women and all. Which I mean, right where they were, there wasn't any children, but still. It was like, I've watched UFC long enough. I've never seen anybody go over the top of the, and go into, I mean, I've seen them. And go into the crowd. Jawing at each other. Because they threaten, you know, oh, I'm in your neck right. kind of thing right. and all yeah, that. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. They get up on it and they'll point out at them. But to just run and jump and take off, it's like, I hope he does get suspended to kind of set that tone to say, look, you aren't going to do this kind of mess. I'm sure the Nevada stage good. Now, they care about that kind of stuff. UFC, yeah, Dana, yeah, they might slap him on the well, hand, but this is going to be serious me, trouble for him. When, going. To me, if something breaks out in the octagon between people that are supposed to be in the octagon or have authorization to be in the octagon, that's one thing. Right, right. But to get to it off leave, When the, he leaves the octagon, to me, then he's a citizen, man, just right. like me and you. And right. if he attacks a guy, I don't care if the other guy's a UFC fighter, if he goes and attacks a guy then he should be charged just like if anybody else got in a fight right. in the crowd. And that's, they didn't arrest, that's my opinion. I don't think they arrested the McGregor guy. That, I don't think that they, they arrested because I, I'm not sure they ever arrested Khabib. I, 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 yeah, I don't think they did. I, I didn't see a lot of the after you know stuff. But uh, I tell you, though, the best, of course, you saw that the best fight of the night was the Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis, but the best comedy gold of it, if you get a chance, check out the yeah. after fight, uh, whatever they, I can't Be warned of I, explicit I, language, yeah. but Lewis. Uh, Derek Lewis and uh, Alexander Volkov, when he Derek Lewis won that, check out the post-fight the post interview. Fight interview. It, it's hilarious. It's great. Alright, we'll be right back. It's Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. we got Jeff Ireland next. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. This year, US 51 Country is teaming up with ScoreStream to provide all the local high school football scores in real time. And we need your help to make it happen. Download the ScoreStream app now and start following your favorite team. Use the app during football games to follow all of the action. And join in by posting scores, photos, video, and chat with other fans and rivals. ScoreStream is available at your favorite app store. In 1916, Auto Owners Insurance teamed up with local independent agents so customers could get fast, friendly, local service. Bravo. It worked so well, we decided to keep it that way. And 100 years later, we still do things the same way. By teaming up with local independent agents who deliver quality, personal service. Thank you. Some might call that old school. But then again, maybe everything old is new again. Kind of refreshing, isn't it? Jameson and Fisher in Covington is your local independent auto owners insurance agency. Call them at 901-476-8644. 
Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a few showers in the area, 74 the low. Showers and thunderstorms tomorrow as a cold front pushes through the Mid-South. Our high at 86 will drop to 55 tomorrow night. Then on Thursday, hello fall. Sunshine with a high of 68. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. And here we go. Hi, welcome back. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Facebook Live where you can comment in the feed. We're joined now by the esteemed sports editor from the Collierville Herald and the Covington Leader, also known as the Leader. Here is Jeff Ireland. Jeff, thanks for joining us once again here on the show. Jeff? I'm here. I'm here. How are you guys oh, doing? Right. I thought we lost you. You know I'm how the here. phones are around here. You never can tell. That's right. Uh, well, Jeff, another interesting weekend in high school football. A couple of games that were uh, heartbreakers for people. I know uh, over in private school division, uh, Tipton Rosemark suffered a heartbreaking loss, and Fayette Academy suffered a heartbreaking loss on Thursday night. Uh, and theirs was a high-scoring affair, but both end up uh, losing in games that are going to affect them down the road because they're region games. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, starting with Fayette Academy, I you know, I don't follow them closely, but <clears throat> I know they lost, but that's a pretty impressive, you know, game they played with. It was Davidson, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, in a lot of divisions, it's kind of unclear who the top, you know, three or four teams are. But in that division, it seems pretty clear that they're the two teams, you know, to beat. Yeah, I would say. So, I mean, that seems like that's going to be a rematch of the state championship game. You know, things happen, but that seems like an indication of what's you know going to be coming down the pipe. You know, in about a month or so. So they lost, but you know they'll have another shot at them probably. Yeah, it looks like uh, Tiffany Rosemark's on that that verge of being eliminated for the playoffs. Like right now they're going to, now the de- their destiny's not in their hands any longer. They can, oh, I mean, they get went out, but even if they went out, somebody in front of them is going to have to drop another game in order for them to be able to, because at the end of the top four, even in theirs, into the top four in their oh, division. I knew you were going to ask like me that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like the others, but I was thinking last year we were trying to figure out. Yeah, actually, Adam, I, I don't think that's right. I hate to contradict the almighty Adam, but the, the private schools are weird. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure Rosemark is still going to make the playoffs because they're almost certainly going to lose to Fed Academy in the next game. Right. And, you know, it's – it's like they change it almost every year in, in D2. It's really confusing. It's really hard to keep up with. You know, the public schools is very simple. The top four teams in the region go, and that's it. Right. Well, right. Now, in Division two, it's much more complicated. So I think Rosemark can still make the playoffs, right? Even if they lose the Fed Academy. Well, because it's showing they got nine teams in there, and right now there's the four of them that are in front of them are, of course, Davidson and Fayette and Clarksville and Nashville Christian. But they're one game back, so it's like if any one of them loses, other than Davidson's undefeated, but. Uh, yeah. The other three I'm, would put them in the top four. I'm pretty sure more. In fact, I'm almost certain more than the top four go in that in that league. It's yeah. different. Yeah, there are different. Yeah. There's not nearly as many regions. Uh, yeah, there's right. nine teams in there. So, which is big. In order to fill out the weeks of the playoffs, I think more go. 
Um, yeah, they but, have buys, and D2, they have, you know, the top teams have bye weeks and that kind of thing. So I'm pretty sure Rosemark is still going to make the playoffs, but nevertheless, that loss hurt. I mean, it's going to hurt yeah. their chances of having a favorable matchup in the first round. Not just losing the game, but they had already lost a couple of players to injury, and now they lose Jake Roan. They have a one-two punch at running back with Roan and Fullen, and, uh, or, well, I, I guess technically full and plays fullback, but he gets so many handoffs that might as well be called a running back. But uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, not full and uh, Roan, but uh, Roan uh, breaks his collarbone. I saw the x-ray. I actually saw the x-ray uh, yesterday, I think, and uh, it, it's, uh, it was broken, like for real broken. And so he's out, and they already lost a couple of key players. So it, it's going to be a tough year going forward for TRA. Uh, Mac Fullen is a beast, but they've lost a lot of their strength. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, any team losing their, you know, one of their top two running backs is difficult. But for a team like Rosemark, you know, with with a uh, smaller roster, you know, and smallest Division two classification, that's that's tough to overcome. So that that was definitely a blow. And he's a team leader. And I, you know, we all know that. And that's a tough blow. So that was that was a tough one. That's just kind of the way football is, unfortunately. And they're going to move forward and see what they can do, but I think they're still going to make the playoffs. Probably, I think is the way it works. But, but there's no getting around that. That loss hurt. You know, That's they beat them last year, and yeah. that that was a tough loss. So, and it puts them at uh, two and two in the division, and which puts them right dead center of the nine teams. Like they're right, right there. But the ones below them, if they can win out, they're good. Like the other teams are only they're only one game behind the top four, but they're so far ahead of the bottom four. It's like they're kind of, you yeah. know, if they just kind of get slipped by uh i was also gonna mention uh cody said i don't know if uh jeff if you saw any of the bartlett game or had any stats from that he said that um he saw their punter got a hold of a 55 yard punt in that game this past okay. Friday night yeah that's, that's a long punt yeah and I, I don't know if their punter is a known kicker but he was saying that he found himself out there at that game so i guess he slipped down there to bartlett <laughs> Um, well, I do know, uh, speaking of long kicks, now I will say this, and then uh, we'll move on from Tiffany Rosemart. we got Colin Pinner in the next segment. We'll talk more Tiffany Rosemart. But uh, the uh, the kicker there, Franklin Garner, it doesn't get like a lot of talk because he's a kicker. The, the kid is talented. He had a 46-yard field goal in this game. And, uh, I mean, just drilled it. And, I mean, he, he warms up from like 46, 47. It's crazy how good his leg is and how accurate this guy is at kicker. Yeah, that's – I mean, I've been covering high school football for whatever, 20-plus years, and, yeah, and yeah, I could probably count on one hand how many field goals I've seen even just over 40. So, I mean, yeah. 46 is long, yeah. Somebody put a bug in here a couple of weeks ago saying I need to pay attention to Franklin Garner, and I tried to mention him in a, in a previous story, um, I think, last week. And, yeah, I mean, he's – He's the best kicker in the Tiffin County area for sure. I can tell you that without a doubt. Well, and, uh, there's some major. Again, but yeah, there's some major programs looking at him. Uh, you know, and of course, the biggest problem with that is uh, major programs usually want kickers to walk on, and uh, right. they they won't give them a scholarship until maybe their junior year. But uh, they nonetheless, major programs are looking at franklin garner so uh he's definitely a player to watch i mean the guy is just dynamite uh from most anywhere on the field it seems like he did miss uh i saw him miss a short one a couple of weeks ago but uh hit the long ones man he's just got them 
got them nailed down for sure. Uh, Covington picked up another win. This one over rival Ripley. Uh, nobody thought that they wouldn't. Uh, although probably people didn't think Ripley would compete as well as they did in the first half. But uh, Covington ends up with a good win there. They remain undefeated. They got South Gibson next. And so my question is, uh, is South Gibson any kind of a challenge to them or not really? Because uh, we saw uh, the only time we saw South – didn't we see South Gibson and Rosemark? Or was that a different Gibson? Was that Gibson County? That was, that was Gibson County, yeah. Okay. So now we see South Gibson. Is South Gibson going to be a challenge for Covington or no? I don't think so. I mean, I looked at – I forgot they they had a common opponent. I forgot who it was. I think maybe Milan or, or somebody. And you know it was it was a I think it was a close game. So I mean it's just I I would imagine they'll put up a fight, but I don't imagine it'll be competitive at the end. It's just Covington is so good. This is what we get. We're at the point of talking about can it be close or you know will it be interesting? You know, that's yeah, sort of, that's, that's, right. how, that's really a favorable position to be in when people are talking about will the game be close? Will it be even you know, interesting? Yeah. That's sort of where we are with Covington right now. Right. So I don't I don't think it'll be close. I would imagine South Gibson will put up a fight and Covington will pull away in the second half like they had the last few games. So, yeah, I don't really see that as being too much of a challenge for them. Gotcha. Then you got uh, now, I was after looking at the schedules, uh, Brighton and Munford have put themselves in quite a predicament because both of them are bubble teams and they're everybody behind them is so far behind them and everybody in front of them is so far in front of them, it's really going to come down to what they do, and they've got to play each of the last game, so it's a very good chance the last game of the year is going to put one of them out because each one of them has to play Kirby and Southwind, which are the two top teams in the division, and it doesn't look like either one of them will win those games, so they're both going to go into the last game at a dead tie for that fourth spot in the uh, in the to get into the playoffs. So their last game is probably going to determine which one gets to move on. Yep, you hit it, you hit hit it on the head there, Adam. That's the way it looks. I mean, unless, like you said, you know, they're off this Friday night. Both teams yeah. are. And I think Brighton Brighton plays Southwind and Muntford plays Kirby. Kirby I believe yeah. is, mm-hmm. is the deal. And barring an upset there, yeah, it's, it's for sure going to be you know winner moves into the uh, playoffs, loser goes home. And it's sort of I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but whoever actually wins that game. <laughs> They're going to play Henry County in the first round, who's like number three in the state. So, you know, it's it's, it's not looking great for either one of those teams, you know, in the postseason, whichever one makes it. But, you know, that's just how it is. And both of them had great years last year. And, you know, this, you know, you have to sort of take it with a grain of salt. And that's just the way it is. They're not going to be dominant every year. And both programs are strong. And this has been a little bit of a down year for both teams, really. So we'll see what happens. But nevertheless, it'll be a fun game uh, three weeks from now when those two teams play for the uh, playoff spot. So that'll be a fun game with some drama. It'll be more or less like a playoff game, really. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, play-in game for the playoffs. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. That will make it make it fun for sure. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, we got a couple of uh, – I, I want to go over the nominees again because Player of the Week, you still got about 30 minutes. You can vote in the Player of the Week poll. Had ads Player of the Week. Uh, the fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. Uh, now, uh, Marcus Hayes, the running back at Covington, 10 carries, 231 yards and two touchdowns against Ripley. Jerfonso Smith, the running back from Millington, 27 carries for 183 yards and four scores. And then Jashawn Adele, the quarterback from Mumford, had three carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns and uh, three kick return uh, for 154 yards and one touchdown. So, 
that was uh, quite a game by him as well. Uh, so those are the people to vote for. Go vote in the poll uh, at the uh, AC Army Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook page, or Facebook group, rather. You have to be a member of the group to vote in the poll, uh, and voting closes at 7 p.m. Uh, so, Jeff, what are we most looking forward to this coming weekend uh, since we don't really think Covington is going to see uh, much of a challenge with South Gibson? Uh, Brighton, Munford, both all, their entire region is off on uh, this weekend. Uh, where do we need to turn our attention? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's a weird, weird <laughs> football weekend. Yeah, let me mention one thing not related to football. Well, I've got you guys. You know, the the, the uh, Dyersburg State soccer team, which is based in Covington, you know, they're, it's really the first, you know, college sports team of any kind based in Tipton County ever. Yeah, and uh, I actually went out to one of their games uh, Sunday afternoon. They lost. They're actually 0-9 right now. But it's pretty interesting that this is, you know, like I said, this is the first college sports team ever in Tipton County. So, I mean, you know, they don't get a lot of attention. You know, soccer doesn't get much attention. Girls soccer gets even less. But I've got a feature story. Uh, I think it's already posted at KevinFleer.com. It'll be in the paper Thursday. But it's pretty interesting. They have about seven or eight players from Tipton County and, you know, they're, they're, they've been getting better. They, they lost some tough games early in the season, and they've gotten a lot closer the last few games. So, you know, with this sort of all-football week, that's something to, to think about. And it's, it's pretty cool that, you know, Tipton County has a college team. I mean, that's – I know it's, it's a community college, but still it's, it's a college team that we have. So that's something I think is noteworthy for people to be aware of. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, get out there and support them, uh, although I know it's kind of hard to just – Throw out a rallying cry when they're 0-9, but uh, they, it reminds me, though, of uh, when I played soccer for Covington High School. We didn't win any games either. So <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just wonder if, like, the north end of the county is not good for soccer, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. But we appreciate you joining us, Jeff. Uh, thanks for coming on each and every week with us. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Yeah, get better. You don't sound well, Chad. Are you okay? I've I've been sick all weekend, man. Okay. All right. Well, I was uh, going to yeah. tell you, like, uh, if uh, if the story that I did that I sent you uh, seemed a little off, like I was I was sick, so I don't know if my head was <laughs> quite clear while right. I was writing. <laughs> right. no, it was fine. You did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time, later, Jeff. Bro. And we'll be right back with Colin Penner, head coach at Tipton Rosemark Academy, to talk to him about his team and the losses they've suffered recently. It's Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM in the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country.
101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on calendar to post your information. Being treated like family is one of the best ways to show someone you care, and that's a top priority at Munford Pharmacy. At Munford Pharmacy, we keep it simple. We're here for you. We offer expert, up-to-date advice and healthcare knowledge with personalized care and free delivery. Visit us today at Munford Pharmacy on Doctors Drive in Munford, or give us a call at 901-840-1998. Munford Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with free delivery. It's the U.S. 51 Country Dollar Saver Guy with good news. Eat out at great restaurants for half price. Family fun things to do at half price. It's all at half price online at us51dollarsaver.com. There are still great savings available online. Go get yours before they're all gone from us51dollarsaver.com. What is it, boy? The house is on fire? Oh, you mean the A.C. is out? And your owners won't call AirServe? So, why don't you call? Oh, right. I'm the only one who understands dog language. Too hot in your home for you and the dog? Call AirServe today at 901-622-5050 and start breathing easy tomorrow. 901-622-5050. This is Christina Bowman with Mary Maids in Atoka. Savor the pleasure of knowing your whole home has been cleaned by a professional team you can trust, a team that cleans just the way you want each and every time. Mary Maids in Atoka offers customized home cleaning because they know that every home is as unique as the people who live in it. Mary Maids services are affordable, thorough, dependable, and worry-free. Call Mary Maids of Atoka, 901-837-0719. Mary Maids gives you one less thing to worry about. Fred's of Mumford is your hotspot for this football season. Whether you need snacks for the upcoming game or balloons and other items for your tailgate party, Fred's has it. Maybe you want to update your team gear. Well, Fred's has a full inventory of local, collegiate, and high school apparel to choose from. Fred's has exactly what you're looking for. And they're open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and from 11 to 6 on Sunday. Stop in to 1565 Munford Avenue in Munford. To Fred's, your hotspot this football season. So you already know that Glass Tire and Muffler is the best place for you to go to get new tires, mufflers, rotations, or alignments, but did you know that there's so much more that they do? Glass Tire and Muffler can do a full range of repair and maintenance work on your car, truck, or SUV. What am I talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking engines, transmissions, brakes, oil changes, air, heat, lift kits, towing packages. Starting to get the picture now, right? So stop in or give them a call today. 901-476-7139. They're on Highway 51 in Covington. It's Glass Tire. Tire and muffler, so much more than just tires. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a few showers in the area, 74 the low. Showers and thunderstorms tomorrow as a cold front pushes through the Mid-South. Our high at 86 will drop to 55 tomorrow night. Then on Thursday, hello fall. Sunshine with a high of 68. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. It's going to be fun on the bun. Welcome back, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can leave your comments. We are joined now on the phone by head coach of the Tipton Rosemark Academy Rebels, 
Coach Colin Pinner. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank y'all for having me. Now, Coach, uh, of course, uh, the big story this weekend was uh, not necessarily the loss of the game, but uh, the loss of Jake Roan. So that's where we'll start. Uh, talk about how big of an impact Jake Roan is in the locker room for you guys and how big of an impact uh, losing him for the rest of the season is going to have on the football team. You know, it's it's one of those things. That's what I, I think I talked to you about after the game. Uh, you know, you lose the game, and, and that, that's probably not even the thing that hurts most. What hurts most, you lose a kid who was an uh, excellent student, excellent uh, uh, kid, uh, and he's a leader. Um, you know, every once in a while you're blessed to have great leaders and he's one of those kids who just leads by example, always seems to be doing the right things. Um, and to see it taken away from him like that, it, it kind of hurts you. I, I looked at him uh, a lot like a son and uh, to see it and see the hurt in his family's eyes and see the hurt in our guy's eyes for him, um, you know, it, it was tough. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tough blow. You know, he, uh, I guess, in a small school, you know, we got 30 – two players or something like that. And uh, so when you lose your leader, it's not like you got six, seven uh, other leaders. I mean, he, he was the heart and soul of, of, of the team. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult blow. But uh, I tell you what, Mike Fullen and Tyler Bird stepped up admirably and uh, put up some huge numbers Friday night. Yeah, and Tyler Bird did a good job on defense as well. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about the call you made, though, in the game. So the game is, uh, you guys are marching down to tie the game. You score the touchdown, you're back one point, and you make the decision then, because you've been swapping scores with the, uh, Clarksville the whole time, you make the decision to go for two and take the lead rather than kick the extra point for the tie. You do end up getting it, and uh, had they not scored on like pretty much the next play, it would, have right. been, it would have been a fantastic call. But uh, what made you at that moment want to go for two and, and not just take the tie and try to take it into overtime? Part of it was, you know, obviously Franklin had done a great job. Our kicker, he, he hit a 47 or 46-yarder and, and like a, a 38-yarder to get us back in, in, in the spot, you know, uh, to be able to tie the game. Um you know, I talked to the staff. We were talking all the way down on headsets. You know, hey, look what we're going to do. And, and uh, we're kind of mixed decision. And uh, I don't know. It's it really a gut feeling. I, I I knew they couldn't really slow us down on offense. And I didn't think we could slow them down on offense. And uh, we were gassed. Uh, you know, right now with we, we've lost five, uh, four of our top five running backs. And, and, skew, and so, obviously, you know, here they, they play DB and linebacker. Um, we were just – Gas, and I felt like we needed to win it there. If we were going to have a chance, I, I thought if we got the overtime, we weren't going to have enough left. And uh, I swear, heck, let's go. Here we go. You know, I tell the kids all the time, we play this game so tight, uh, it seems like. And one of the big things we've discussed is, is playing an Olympic game. I was telling you, roll the basketball out. We're out here trying to shoot threes from half court. You're just playing a game. I said, play football the same way. Well, heck, for my kids to play that way, I better coach that way. Well, it uh, it worked out all except for of course the ensuing. <laughs> there was a minute and eighteen seconds or something left on the clock, wow. and uh, and that was just too much time for Clarksville. They hit a, a big pass down the field for I think sixty five yards. And you know, we, that, once again, we tell our kids to take chances and we try to make plays, and, and we forced uh, we've had like ten receptions or something like that 
on the season, and uh, Shade was in great position. He undercut the route and ran the route. Uh, he just mistimed his jump and missed by about a foot. And, uh, you know, difference, you know, he picks that ball off, and I look like a genius. And, uh, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> <so laughs> the way it is. But uh, I don't ever, you know, I, to be honest with you, I hadn't even really discussed it a lot with him. I don't want to take the aggression away from him. I, I love the fact he went to, to, to take the, the play. I mean, we we weren't sitting back there trying to just tackle him, and, and we were trying to go for the dagger. I, I liked it. I liked the way we played. We got Fayette Academy coming up this week, and uh, big rival. Of course, the biggest rival for TRA has always been Fayette Academy, and uh, they're on a roll right now. I mean, they are. They, they are uh, just doing great things. Last week, their quarterback in the loss. Now they they lost last week, but I had to put up his numbers, uh, just like I did with Mac Fullen and Franklin Garner. I had to put up some numbers of theirs as honorable mention on our page, just because. I felt like, yeah, they lost the game, but you got to see what these people did. Um, Rube Scott Ray, the quarterback at Fayette Academy, went 5 for 9 for 117 in a touchdown, carried the ball 13 times for 227 and three scores, and got five tackles on defense. Uh, and they've got another kid, Reed Holland, that is amazing over there, too. Uh, coach Shivers has really got things going on over there. Heck of a coach, he is. He's a heck of a ball coach. I like him a lot. We talk a lot. Uh, uh, I think that, you know, I like the fact that. We kind of both coach the same way. He believes in running the football, uh, smash mouth. Uh, they have, I don't know what they average up front uh, size-wise, but I'd say 280, somewhere around there. I, I don't know that there's a high school on line around that really rivals them size-wise. Uh, you know, Davidson's ranked number one in the state, got kids going all over, uh, D1 offers, SEC schools, and they absolutely impose their will on them. They just uh, you know, nearly beat them. They, they, they only lost by they, one well, score. They were the same situation. Yeah, right. Well, it was like what sixty-two to fifty-six. I mean, it was yeah. uh, who's got the ball last? Uh, high-powered offenses. You know, our kids have always gotten excited to play. It's been good ball games. It's been high-scoring games the last uh, two years since I've been the head coach. And uh, you know, I think what we do on offense. Um, you know, we can we can score uh, uh, pretty well. Big things for us is, is going to be uh, trying to stop those two. Man, they are they are really good, and they, and they got other kids. Uh, Eighty one, the, the receiver name will come to my mind. But huge kid, and uh, it's, it's rare to see a small school have the size, uh, but then the overall team speed. I mean, I think that's the thing that caught Davidson off guard. Where well, they were just running by Davidson. Uh, they are extremely fast. Uh, I hadn't slept a whole lot this week, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure old Rube's hard to contain. <laughs> and he's so tough. You know, yeah. it, it's hard to watch him and not kind of get excited to watch him, to be honest with you. <laughs> he plays like I, I want our kids to play. And, and like, I, to be honest with you, I feel like he plays like our kids. Uh, he's yeah. hard-nosed. He, he, you watch him play safety, he runs downfield, downhill and just will absolutely stroke you. I mean, how many times do you see a kid play strong safety and, and quarterback and right. – uh, and he he's the hardest hitting, or just about as hardest hitting kid they got on the team. But, uh, I believe uh, you know he, he, he's a special kid. Yeah, and it's always you always think, man, it's fun to watch this guy until it's your team they're doing. That. Oh, <laughs> and no, then, I know. You're like, no. Yeah. no. And then it's honestly, fun, though, as a, a safety, as <laughs> yeah, a safety, right, right. he records five tackles in the game against Davidson, and which should tell you right there. Anytime a safety records five solo tackles, he's getting in on run plays. These aren't all I just know. passes. He's oh, getting, no, he's he, running downhill. And, yeah. and we've talked to him all week about it. You know, they're going to get those guys in the box. I mean, heck, you know, we rushed 400 yards, and, and, and the whole second half, Clarksville didn't have a guy outside of 
you know, they had all of them. They had everybody on the stands, everybody they brought on the team bus. Everything was inside the box. It seemed like, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to do a better job throwing the football to kind of loosen that up. Uh, but I, I'm sure if they do the same thing, we'll be right there in the box ready to come down the hill and stop the run. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I remember I, I saw the score of that game, and I thought, wow. Because, David, you know, Davidson's kind of that team that everybody just, you know, they seem almost unstoppable. And then you see Fayette do that to them. And it's like, wow. Oh, it's, it, well, and, and it's, it, you know, it's hard on the pool for Fayette. Um, of course, we give scholarships and things like that. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, weather changes got me, but we give a fine choice. <laughs> me and you both, so, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, in this front movement, it's probably going to get me. But, uh, you know, they just released it. You know, Davidson's got 22 kids on uh, on, on fine choice, and Fayette, I think, has less than five. So when you yeah. see that, and of course, we're in the same boat as Fayette. You know, we, we don't have huge numbers of kids. You love you love seeing a little guy be able to beat the big guy. Uh, they just come from the short. Right. I need them to do the same thing this week. Yeah, then the, <laughs> you know the total yards. I was looking at some of the stats the other day. The total yards for that game was one thousand one hundred thirty-five yards between the two. <laughs> that's, stupid. that's crazy. They, they just ran all over people. So there's no defense. I'm like, well, in high school, that's still just ridiculous numbers. For both of them, and then also you're talking about look, the, the total yardage in the Titans versus the Bills was uh, 445, I believe. That's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you got uh, you're talking about the commitments. These kids, like uh, the quarterback from uh, FIU, yeah, yeah, he's at FIU commitment. And then Dejon, I think Dejon, yeah, he's a Purdue commit. So it's like yeah, crazy. He and you know when the defensive end got offered list from Ohio State, Alabama, Mississippi State, like even committed state, they got uh, two other kids that are, are committed as well. And um, man, they were really good. Uh, you know, they, the Quinn does a great job of bringing those kids out of Nashville um, to come over and play. Right, right, yeah, just amazing show of offense in that game. So, but at least hopefully you know you can contain Rube and see how that goes and <laughs> oh, that's where it all starts i mean he's their best player and you know they built that offense around him he's a he's a uh absolute machine in the, in the backfield right. should be a good fun game to watch like you said either side of it's still a, it's a, something to be on the field with somebody like that we yeah you it is you know for us it's it's, it's um you know you know we I thought I thought the, the game plan we had last week and obviously this week would be the same thing is try to control the ball. Right. You know, we held the ball 32 or 48 minutes, and you know we we outrushed them by gosh I don't know 200 yards. We rushed 420 or somewhere around there for 419. Yeah. And, you know we did everything we needed to rush 10 mm-hmm. yards to carry. Well, we got to contain the big plays. Um, you know I, obviously I talked to our guys all week. That's what we got to do. We got to keep him on, on defense. He, he's a lot less likely to hurt us on defense than he is on with carrying the football. Right. He's uh, he's good. So uh, no, I mean we, we got to control the ball, and keep him off field. That's the only way. That's the only way you gonna slow him down if he's on sideline. <laughs> that's right, Coach. We sure appreciate you joining us this week, and good luck against Fayette Academy. We have to uh, be neutral because uh, Fayette Academy and Tipton Rosemark are both in our listening area. Uh, so, okay. So we're we're uh, we're in an officially neutral position, but uh, uh, we do wish you luck in the game. I appreciate it. We need all the, all the luck and help we can get this week. I got a heck of a ball club. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, bud. Thank you uh-huh. All right. Coach Colin Penner, Tipton Rosemark Academy, joining us there. Uh, and uh, also, like I said, uh, Fan Academy, shout out to all you guys out there because I know you're in the listening area too. Uh, and you're going to say, well, didn't you get Coach Shivers? I, I only got room for one at a time. We'll, we'll, we'll try to get Coach Shivers next week if they win. 
if if Rosemark pulls off the upset, that's going to be something yeah, too. Especially though. with all the injuries and everything. But I mean, it's not like it's completely. I mean, some people go, "Oh, it's kind of out of the way." I was like, well, it's not completely. I keep saying Rosemark. I should be saying TRA. But like when I was a kid, yeah. it was Rosemark. Right, right. And, and, I and think then when like my parents were kids, about. it was Tipton Academy. It wasn't. So I, I don't. It's changed names they, several times. And now they're talking about changing it again. I think I've heard. I've heard a rumor that they're talking about dropping Tipton out of the name again. So I don't I don't know yeah. if that's true or not, but that's what I've uh, I, I've heard that rumor. I, I real quick, this kind of off of what Jerry says. Uh, you sound as bad as his picks last week. So oh yeah, well I, I mean it's, <laughs> yeah, he put a little laugh. Listen, he's, I apologize to everybody out there because I'm I, it's rough. Yeah, I, he's, he said it sounds like you just shot Nyquil <laughs> in your Spider Man mode. So I, uh, that was, he, <laughs> I I heard some. I've got it right here. Yeah, though, you know, nah, he I, saw I'm it. trying to I'm trying to. Uh, uh, you know, he said that out. a little earlier, but I was, it was but, uh, talking to Coach Penner, so I didn't want to interrupt him. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's been rough. I, I'm just now getting a voice back at all, and um, or or you know any kind of thing above a whisper, and uh, it, it's I know it's rough to listen to because I listened to a little bit of the playback uh, earlier when I was uh, DJing, and I was like, oh man, that's <laughs> that does not sound good. So I apologize for the voice. Uh, but maybe I'll let Adam do more talking in the second half of the show. You can still go vote. You've only got a few more minutes, though, to go vote in the Hat Ads Player of the Week poll uh, between Jafonso Smith at Millington, Jashawn Adele at Munford, and Marcus Hayes at Covington. What happened to Munford, man? Last year, Munford uh, dominated the poll, and now we can they're, – they're, it's like their fans just stopped coming by or something. Yeah. Well, it's like they, the, Are they out on us in Munford? I don't know. Are they out on Adam and Chad? I, I, I thought I thought we were big down there. Well, now, this year we're not big down there. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. Maybe I mean it could be that they're just not having the season. I'll blame Jeff. Maybe he talked he talked bad about him at the beginning of the year or something. Maybe that's what did it. <laughs> but oh, speaking to them, I did know. I'll uh, let everybody know. It's only about thirty minutes left of it. I noticed in the, one of their posts a while ago tonight at JT's Burgers and Wings, they're hosting a fundraiser for the Munford Senior Football Players. From five thirty seven thirty. I know it's almost seven o'clock, but if you're near there, I'm sure the last thirty minutes they'll be more than happy to uh, just get something to take. go. Right, right. But it's to support their seniors. So if you're in the Munford area right now, you're you can hear us. Uh, you got about thirty minutes. To go hey, down. do it's yourself a, a favor them, so. and get those cheese fries. Yeah, Ugh, cheese fries. Are good. I love them. Yeah. I love the J- and look. They don't JT's does not. They haven't advertised on the station in like two years. Right, so right. They didn't pay us to say that. I'm not He's being actually being legit. I'm just telling you that, that those <laughs> That's cheese That's not a paid are, uh, sponsorship. Yeah, really good. They're really yeah. good. So And support your Munford touchdown club. Yeah, so like yeah to, absolutely. You know, give them a shout-out when you can. And same thing with when Covington does theirs and Brighton. But we try to support it. Just happened, this happened to just pop up in my feed. So <laughs> to go on down, if you're in the Munford area and you're part of the – got kids that go to Munford, the football players, definitely go down there and help them out. So. Yeah. Show is brought to you by Muddy Waters Shirt Company. Muddy Waters Shirt Company is a proud sponsor. At least I think they're proud to be a sponsor of Adam and Chad. <laughs> and uh, they are uh, on Facebook. You can go see Muddy Waters Shirt Company on Facebook, see all their work. 6965 Highway 14, uh, that is right next to the original Fast Times. And you can give them a call, 901-305-0105. They will make... They made the shirt I'm wearing right now. This is a Muddy Waters shirt. Uh, they made that cool Adam and Chad shirt that you can see behind Adam there. That That's theirs, too. Uh, the banner behind me they made. They do all kinds of cool stuff. So check them out on Facebook, Muddy Waters Shirt Company, or give them a call, 901-305-0105. Adam, uh, college football this past weekend, Memphis 
got the win they were supposed to. Here's my note about it, though. We did, it doesn't mean anything. We we still don't know anything about Memphis. No, anymore they just did what they did. were supposed to do against UConn. Yeah, they did what they were edge. supposed to do against UConn. UConn is horrible. I mean, horrible. And so it's really still not telling us anything. It's not telling us if the Tulane game was a fluke or there. And I think if you really, if you look at the games, and because even though they've blown out the games that they've won. They weren't against quality opponents. Right. They, yeah, I think Tulane kind of Tulane and Navy aren't necessarily high-quality opponents, and right. they struggled and lost to both of them. This was going to be a tough, tough game against Central Florida this Saturday. Very tough. Yeah. Right now, the uh, of course, if you've seen anybody that's been on Facebook, and I, we haven't shared it in ours, I probably need to share it to the group. Uh, there's a, They're trying to do a blue out for this game, so trying to you know, intimidate Central Florida a little bit. I I don't really think it'll matter at that point if the team isn't. Well, if they were undefeated at this point, it probably would, would be a right, awesome, pretty right, awesome right. thing. But I just, and, I, you know, I mean, I, I, thought, I think the place will still be packed. So Yeah, it should. I mean, this is probably, and as sad as it is to say, this is probably the best game they'll have at home all year. The rest of them have been kind of blah as far as the teams and things. We've had, you know, I, yeah. I don't like their home schedule a lot of time, but this is the best game left on the schedule best game it was the right. best game all year they got, they got Tulsa much. at home too right so that might be okay yeah, Tulsa or Houston I, I forget yeah. Tulsa or Houston one yeah. of those yeah, they but got I think up. this one really will because they're a top 10 team now and all that ranks and everything so um they if they do if I mean it'd be it'll be like the Ole Miss game where if they if you're there to witness them beat, beat them that's a big deal I say well they beat a top 10 team I mean it's not like beat and I have no way com- you know, comparing it to the Ole Miss because that's much bigger. Even if they beat Central Florida, it's not near as big of a win as it would have been as it was against Ole Miss a few years ago. So, uh, but it'd be a good right, win. Yeah, at that now, point, do I think yeah. they can win. I doubt it. I, I don't know. Henderson will probably have a good game. I think that's pretty much. It would be, be a highlight. big deal if it put them in better position in the conference. Uh, they, uh, yeah, you know, then it would be maybe a bigger deal. But uh, I think they lost two lane. Really they got two lane. conference losses. Uh, they they're one and two in the conference, so that's what kind of tarnishes anything they might do. And uh, then you know, kind of you start thinking as far as the conference goes, do you really want to beat Central Florida? I mean, uh, they they they've got a small shot. Uh, it's small. I'm not saying it's not small. Right. But they got a small shot at making the playoff, and if they can win out. And right. so you, and they you, absolutely have to do that. Memphis now I did see something from the ESPN today that said that their toughest game left on their schedule was Memphis, and I'm thinking they got to play South Florida and Cincinnati still. How is Memphis the toughest game on their schedule? Well, one and two in the apparently Vegas thinks somewhat that too because as of right now, or well, at least yesterday, they were only a four point favorite over Memphis, which I find odd considering what we've seen out of Memphis and what maybe I've they seen just know it's not going to rain. Maybe that's so, well. I don't know. That hurricane's working its way. We might get some bands. I don't rain. think we're going to get any bands to, off of it. But it's but, looking like it. Depending on what direction it goes, we might catch yeah. an outer band on Saturday. But it's saying right now, that, it's saying it's clear. That though. thing might be like uh, monsoon force or something. What was the highest one that you can get? Whatever the highest one you can get. Well, category five is. But, yeah, but they like the little letters they put on top of it. It's like H H and then M. Oh yeah, for the 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 inner the, like, yeah, the winds yeah. and the eye and all that. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that stands for monsoon, but I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I don't really know. I'm kind of making it up as I go along. All right, we'll be right back with halftime halftime score update, and then uh, top of the second half, we'll talk more college football. Does Tom Herman have Texas back? We'll have to discuss it on Adam and Chad on US Fifty One Country ninety three five FM.
today's country and the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at US51Country.com. WKBQ Covington is US51 Country. Radio News. Hurricane Michael strengthened to a Category 3 storm over the Gulf of Mexico on Tuesday. The storm is expected to hit Florida's panhandle sometime Tuesday. National Hurricane Center Director Ken Graham on what scares him about this storm. Yeah, a couple things here. So it's going to be a, a wind event for sure. But at the same time, you still have this heavy rain. But there's something else I'm really worried about here when you look at this storm. This is a very vulnerable part of the Gulf of Mexico when it comes to the storm surge. And if you look at the shape of the coast, you get these little areas that are shaped like that. The water just gets trapped and it can't go anywhere. So the water piles up. And the other part is right along the coast is very shallow. So what happens is that water piles up really quick. Eight to 12 feet of inundation is just absolutely a staggering. A teenager in Oregon is suing McDonald's over hot water being served at an unreasonably dangerous temperature. The teen is suing for $1.6 million. You're listening to USA Radio News. What's on your bucket list? Running a marathon, hiking to the top of a mountain, or maybe surfing? What if I told you you could accomplish all of it at any age? This is Wayne Allen Root, and I'd like to introduce you to somebody that's changed my life, made me feel years younger, maybe saved my life, my Cenogenics physician, Dr. Bob Letta. Thanks for the introduction, Wayne. At Cenogenics, we help people look and feel many years younger. We've been in business since 1997. We have locations across the United States, and we've treated over 35,000 patients worldwide. Our age management medicine is proven to work. On the Cenogenics program, you will have your own doctor, exercise counselor, and nutritionist all working together to fine-tune plans especially for you. Thank you, Dr. Letta. I'm 57, and I feel like I'm 30 again. I feel the best of my life. I have the most energy of my life. Are you ready to start feeling the best of your life? Defy your age with Cenogenics. Call now for your free consultation at 888-YOUNGER. That's toll-free, 888-YOUNGER. Or go to Cenogenics.com. The International Monetary Fund is downgrading its outlook for the world economy and also America's. Here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes with the details. Citing rising interest rates and growing tensions over trade, the IMF says the global economy will grow at 3.7% this year, the same as in 2017, but down from the 3.9% that it was forecasting for 2018 in July. The IMF expects the U.S. economy to grow at 2.9% this year, the fastest pace since 2005, and unchanged from its July forecast, but now it's predicting U.S. growth will slow to 2.5% next year. As the effect of recent tax cuts wears off and what it calls the Trump trade war with China takes its toll. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Former New York Democratic Congressman Anthony Weiner is scheduled to be released from prison May of 2019. This is three months shy of him serving his full 21-month sentence. You're listening to USA Radio News. Halftime here on Adam and Chad. That means it's time for your halftime score update. Red Sox and Yankees have not gotten started yet. Red Sox lead that series in the ALDS 2-1. In hockey, they're in their regular season now. 2-0 Blue Jackets lead the Avalanche. Hurricanes lead the Canucks 3-1. Sharks lead the Flyers 2-0. Flames and the Predators about to take the ice right now. In 
the NCAA football. It has not gotten started yet, but we are close to Appalachian State and Arkansas State playing. That should be an interesting game there. It's at Arkansas State over in Jonesboro, right across the river. Some of you can hear us, so hello, Arkansas State fans. Good luck on your game tonight. And in the NBA, nobody cares because it's preseason. So that's all we're going to talk about. Be right back on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Tipton County Head Start Open Enrollment is currently ongoing at 410 Alston Street in Covington, Monday through Friday from 8 until 3 p.m. The following documentation will be needed to complete your child's application. Proof of child's age, 10 care or insurance card, name, address, and phone number of at least three emergency contacts and proof of income. Children with disabilities are encouraged to apply. We will take applications from pregnant women and children from birth to three years of age. Northwest Tennessee EDC requires no fees to participate. If you have questions, contact Patricia Mason, Kathy Crook, or Center Coordinator Bev Roberts at 901-476-7488. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Some people are dumb. Yeah, really. Welcome back, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Hey, my voice came back for like a second. It's going to go away in a second, but you hear that? It's like almost normal. Almost. One question uh, that we had going into the break, there it goes, is... uh, Tom Herman, Texas, with a big win in the Red River shootout that I always thought was called the Red River Rivalry. I never heard it called the Red River. I don't remember it being called the Red River Shootout. And then I heard some people uh, apparently complaining about that. I don't know. But, like, I thought it was called the Red River Rivalry. And it's hard to say, so I'm glad they changed it, but I just don't know when they changed it. And I, or maybe it's always been called that, and I just didn't know. I don't I don't know how that went. Yeah, I I've always known it as the Red River Rivalry, but I don't know. They could have just recently changed it, or maybe that's kind of been called both kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. I, I that's I've always thought like you did. I, I thought it was the Red River Rivalry, but um, it's one of the things where, regardless, Longhorns take home a win. Yeah, that that was surprising because I thought for sure you know they they've been garbage. I still think it's more an indictment on Oklahoma being a little more overblown than real than Texas just getting that much better. I think the Maryland game was a fluke with Texas, but I, I think Texas is average. And I think Oklahoma, it's the rivalry side of it. I think Oklahoma's not as good as everybody thought they were, but they're not bad. I mean, they are a top 25 team, but they're just not top four. And I think Texas being that, that that was their best game all year. Like it, I don't think, I think from here on out, they'll be, they'll probably win games, but they're going to probably drop another game or two. Because I, I don't feel I think they just got up for that game. Like they exerted every bit of what they had left against Oklahoma because it's a rivalry game. It's kinda like Auburn, Alabama. Well, yeah, no, no matter I mean, what I'll happens to Auburn all year, they're gonna come into that game ready to throw down. I'll agree with and, that. Yeah, that, that it's a big game for them. But I really expected uh, I expected talent to show at the end of oh, the game yeah, and yeah. eventually Oklahoma pull away. Which Murray almost did. And he, uh, he, yeah, I mean yeah. look, they almost gave up. He the showed he's all they got. Their defense. But, well they fired their defense coordinator, Stoops is out. Yeah. Right. I thought, wow. After, golly, a lot was, of years because it wasn't he was the defensive coordinator under his brother, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. Under under old Bob. So I just I, now I wonder is he gonna go to Kentucky with his brother you know, the other brother. 
um, to help him out, which I don't know. The Kentucky's got things going pretty decent down there. But I don't blame him for firing because that's ridiculous from the defensive side against Texas who, yeah, Texas is okay, but they're not that good. You just let them get the best of you. And Murray did everything he could to win that game for him. So can't blame him. He didn't have a bad game, but Oklahoma's defense did. And it just also, goes back to, you know. Yeah, also in the Big 12, man, uh, Iowa State with an upset win. This is their which, specialty, you know, they all, by yeah. the way, is upsetting yeah. wins. This kind of Iowa State could is be the most one. dangerous team in the country <laughs> right, with a losing record. Right. I'm telling you, you do <laughs> not want them. Right. And Memphis found out in the bowl game last year, you don't want to play with them. But they, but Iowa every year, that game, regardless of their records, you never know. And we always we talked about this last week. Iowa State was going to get somebody. And they did. Yeah. And it could happen. Again, they're playing West Virginia at home. Uh, Iowa State's at home this way against West Virginia. So that way, it, that way people will think I mean they're in Morgantown. So, and now you got West Virginia undefeated, number six in the country, got a Heisman quality quarterback. Hey, don't be surprised if, if, it, if it happens let me, again. Let me tell you another takeaway I have from the weekend, and you're going to disagree with this one, and that's fine. And so I'll, what I'll do is I'll tell you my takeaway that I wrote down here. Oh my! I take notes when I'm watching football over right. the weekend, and I bring them with me. Here's a note I wrote for Notre Dame. Notre Dame is for real, maybe the second best team in the country. Now, here's the thing before we get started. I say second best because it's clear and present. I mean, it's so clear that Alabama is the best. This is nobody even close. Like, I think – that, so when you say, oh, I don't know if they're as good as Alabama, I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying they're close to as good as Alabama, but I don't think anybody is. I do, however, think that Notre Dame is probably the second best team in the country. I don't think any of the uh, – Georgia, we really just haven't seen a, a good enough game yet to to judge them, but I would put them up there. You know, I would say Georgia, Notre Dame – it's kind of close. I think Clemson is not as good as uh, their record might tell you. I mean, they're good, but I just right. you know they're not the second best team. Notre Dame though, they're for real, man. I, I think they really are for real. Now, getting the playoff, get whoever plays Alabama is going to get the crap beat out of them by Alabama. That's how that's going to go down. So uh, to me, that's not even a measuring stick at this point. Alabama's so much better than everybody else. It's not even a measuring stick of how good you are. So it's not like it was when Notre Dame made it to the championship before. It was a big showdown between two programs, Alabama and Notre Dame, and we all thought, oh, you know, Notre Dame's defense and 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 Alabama's defense going to be a defensive struggle, and and uh, you know these two powerhouses or whatever. And then Notre Dame ends up getting you know taken to school. I mean, they 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 lost by a lot, and. Uh, so, like, that was embarrassing. To lose by three, four scores to Alabama would be, I mean, expected, no matter who plays Alabama in the championship. No matter who plays Alabama in the championship, I don't think anybody's going to get within three scores of them all year. And well, So, anyway, that's my point, though, is right. set Alabama on this shelf because they're they're up here in a league of their own. The next best team is Notre Dame, I think. I, I kind of disagree, but I, now as far as Notre Dame with uh, compared to the 2012 team, I don't think this team is as talented as the 2012 team was. And that's, I mean, of course, that's not really, I mean, no matter. Like you said, it comes down to Alabama game. I think it's the same result even with this team. I only reason I say that is because until the new quarterback showed up, Notre Dame was probably should have lost a couple games. They should have lost to Vanderbilt and to, uh, I forget what the other game they had that was close that they 
probably uh, actually uh, Michigan. They would have lost. Probably they should have lost that game. But Michigan's but, good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the first. Oh, Michigan. I I still feel like yeah, they're they're a they're a top twenty five team. But um, I mean Vanderbilt's not. And then of course uh, now Tech disappointed me. I thought, and of course Stanford was a surprise. That's where Stanford and Tech wins gave me a little more. Go okay, they're you know I'll give them credit there. I just feel like without the quarterback switch, if he he hasn't had a bad game yet, so I'm not so sure. Uh, how good they really are. But now I agree with you that I do think they're better than Clemson. I don't think Clemson, I think Clemson's kind of a, they're, they're kind of a poser a little bit. They're good. I mean, they don't have people out there. Oh, they're, they're top 25. I mean, they're probably top 10, but they're not top five. I don't think they're top four. Uh, Oklahoma, they're better than Oklahoma in one way. I think Kyler Murray can run circles around. I think if their defense straightens up, they are better than Notre Dame. Ohio State, I and as much as I hate Reminder, I don't know, man. See, I, uh, let me disagree because with you there. Real quick, though, uh, the Notre Dame's defense, I think, could uh, not shut down Kyler Murray, but they could definitely give him problems. Their oh, pass no, rush can that. definitely give him problems. I agree problems. with that. I just don't know if they'd slow him down to keep him from scoring enough to out. It was, it's going to come down to Oklahoma's defense in a game of Vincent. Now, if it, we went to the playoff today, now it comes down to who's got the easiest road to the playoff. Oh, Notre Dame does. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the remaining and schedule I think it's is very easy. easy. But now, oh, I, I'd probably say if I was going to argue that there's teams better than them, this weekend's going to tell me a lot because, um, uh, so, well, not a lot. But West Virginia's still kind of creeping in. I think West Virginia could maybe be better than them, but I don't know. They haven't really played anybody significant yet either. Ohio State's the only team I'm kind of on the fence of whether or not Notre Dame really that much better than them. I think with this new quarterback, it's kind of changed them. But I do agree with you, and it's not me being an Alabama homer. I think same result as 2012. If Notre Dame slips into this playoff, you're going to see the same kind of butt but kicking that you saw back then. But I think it's whoever plays Alabama, to be honest with you. I haven't seen yeah. anything well, that tells me that anybody is going to keep Alabama from beating them by three scores or more. I, right. I, I just haven't. I think now, Georgia's the only team that might. You brought but, up Stanford. There's another note I wrote down. This is all I wrote. Stanford is a fraud. Like oh, that, I that's agree. What, they're a fraud. Oh, they're they're a agree. complete fraud. They're not a top I mean, ten team. At all. I, I don't know where all this hype came from, and then they, the early wins helped it along. But uh, the, oh. Stanford's not good. I'll make it even better. The Pac-12 overall is a fraud. That whole conference is garbage. And and I say garbage, I don't mean garbage like none of them are good. I mean garbage like none of them are, are playoff contenders at all. As far as Washington's not, Stanford's not, USC's not. Not a one of them stand a chance against the top two, three teams in the country. Like, I don't think no, yeah, they I mean, couldn't look, beat Ohio I, State. They wouldn't be able to beat out for sure. Aren't beating Alabama. Central Florida might has not a better even be able to beat Notre Dame would beat everybody, but probably maybe Washington might give them a little bit of trouble. Central Florida has a better shot at the playoff than anybody in the Pac-12. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, wait, is still. Washington still undefeated? No. No. But they're, they're – well, by the end of the season, they'll have, they'll have been tested. I just um, – I don't know, I, and even the it's kind of crazy the way it's because to me Clemson looks weak. Like you said, there, there's a lot of them that just you know, and Georgia to me the jury's still out because they haven't just had that game yet where we can see exactly what they're made of. Now on paper, Georgia's by far better than Notre Dame. I mean, player to player, their their talent level is ridiculous, but they're young and they're still kind of breaking things in and all that. So I, I I that was the other team I was getting to. I think Georgia's better than Notre Dame, but. 
I'm, I, I could see where the argument can be made that Notre Dame, because we haven't seen Georgia really show yeah, that's that why greatness I said, That's yet. why I said it's a, more of a thing of having to see a better game with Georgia. Right. I think in the I end, though, Georgia there. will be the better I think team. they're up there, but I haven't seen them tested yet. I've seen right. Notre Dame tested. Right. I haven't seen them tested. So and Georgia won't be. They're, we'll they're more Alabama. Uh, when we come like back, we'll have Brandon Reed from Two Town with us, and uh, we'll talk a little more. I also want to talk about that Alabama fumble into a touchdown. And whether or not that should have counted as a touchdown, maybe I just don't know the rules. Uh, We'll talk about that when we come back. Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Covington and Tipton County has seen a lot of change over the past 10 years. New schools, new businesses. But one thing that hasn't changed is the compassionate service that's the hallmark of Covington Funeral Home. Situated amidst the grounds of beautiful Magnolia Garden Cemetery, Covington Funeral Home is a full-service facility that offers the funeral home and cemetery in one location. If you're interested in pre-planning your funeral, changing your existing pre-planned funeral, or have questions about traditional funerals and cremations, call Covington Funeral Home at 476-3757. Remember, change can be a good thing. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a few showers in the area. 74 the low. Showers and thunderstorms tomorrow as a cold front pushes through the Mid-South. Our high of 86 will drop to 55 tomorrow night. Then on Thursday, hello fall. Sunshine with a high of 68. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church is going to be hosting a community affair, Tipton County's second annual community health fair at the St. Luke Life Center on October 13th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. All the details can be found now at us51country.com and click on Community Calendar. Community Calendar is brought to you by these fine merchants. Bank of Tipton, it's all about you. Golden Repair Service, Munford Pharmacy, and Brighton Bank. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. Welcome back to Adam and Chad. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. What? Huh? I can't hear you. Favorite player of the week. All right. Good idea. First, let me introduce our guest. It's Adam and Chad. We're back talking off mic, uh, but apparently on mic. Uh, I'll introduce our guest, Brandon Reed. He is coming this week live from Arkansas State versus Appalachian State over in Jonesboro. Thanks for joining us from the game, Brandon. No problem. I'm not going to miss you guys' show. I mean, I'm torn, you know, but I'm a professional, so I can multitask and do (laughs) two different things at once. ASU just went up. I guess everybody can watch on ESPN2, but uh, ESPN or uh, ESPN2, yeah, but uh, ASU just went up by a field goal with 9:39 to go, three nothing Red Wolves. Hey, and App State, 
App State comes in second in the nation in scoring at 52 points per game. So I'm kind of expecting a shootout, but never know what to expect. But this is a very big Sun Belt Conference game. So there's your Sun Belt Conference update for all the listeners, Adam and Chad. Absolutely. We've also uh, got to make an announcement now. Uh, the Player of the Week voting, of course, closed at 7 o'clock. Adam has tallied the votes, and so now we have a winner. Adam, who is the winner of Player of the Week this week? This week, it is going to be Mr. Marcus Hayes. Marcus from Hayes Covington. from Covington, first ever three-time winner of the Haddad's Player of the Week Award. Congratulations, Marcus, and we'll get out to you and present your award. Uh, congratulations to the other guys, Jafonzo Smith at Millington and Jashawn Adele at Munford. Uh for making the list, and congratulations, Marcus. Like I said, first ever three-time winner of in a single season of the uh, Hatheads Player of the Week. So we'll be out there to present your award later. So thanks for that. Adam, Brandon, uh, we're talking college football here, and uh, one thing I wanted to ask you that you might know that I don't know, or Adam, somebody knows, the Alabama football fumble touchdown play where they fumble the ball forward and somebody else picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown or picks it up in the end zone. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't, I don't remember exactly it's how live. It's a live ball once it hits the ground. Okay. In my – what I thought the rule was is that an offensive team cannot advance the ball on a fumble. In other words, if the, an offensive team fumbles the ball and recovers, the ball goes back to the point of the fumble. That's I know that's how it is in the NFL – is that not how it is in college? Wait, and uh, maybe I'm getting NFL and college confused, but it's my understanding that the only person that could advance that fumble is the person who fumbled. Uh, that's my understanding. Maybe I'm off too, but if it was fumbled and another player picked up the ball, then it cannot be advanced. But if the player who actually fumbled it picked it up in advance, it's okay. So. Uh, maybe we need clarification, but I mean, it didn't. It didn't make is that what happened? Was it the Was it the player that folded no, it? No, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs grabbed it. It literally was like the perfect bounce. Like the guy fell from Alabama, <laughs> dropped it. It bounced right into the Alabama guy's arms as he was running past. He was coming past to it, and he grabbed it. Just went right in the end zone. He he just caught it mid stride. It just bounced perfectly to him, and he went on. So I. I'm not really sure. I've always I knew they did some rules uh, changes with regarding that. I think that's the way it went to where now it doesn't matter. I think, but it it's just the NFL that does that now. I think because they didn't even question it. Like it wasn't even a a question of who got it at the game. It just went straight in. Like okay, touchdown, and it was done. And I've seen it happen another time in another Alabama. Trayvon Diggs did the same thing about three weeks ago and grabbed one where the running back dropped. Got uh, Najee Harris fumbled and Diggs picked it up. It's not out of the question uh, or unquestionable for uh, officials to not really know and make mistakes. That's true. That's true, yeah, and just to roll on. And at that point, because it's such a blowout, who's going to make a big deal? But uh, the uh, but I did wonder, because it wasn't but a couple of weeks ago in the NFL, the same thing happened where a running back fumbled the ball and uh, the offense recovered it in the end zone and thought they had a touchdown, and the referees placed the ball back at the point of the fumble because that's the rule. You can't the uh, the the fumbling team can't advance the ball on a fumble. And, I think uh, it even happened this past Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure I was watching a game Sunday, and it happened in in the NFL as well. But uh, you know, I, I just may be confused because I'll be honest, I watch a, a lot more NFL than I do college football outside of my team. Um, 
So, well, uh, I don't so like I, said, I don't know. I'm not a rules expert, and it probably is a different rule in college. But like, I and I saw the highlight floating around, and I didn't see anybody else questioning it. But the it, I, the whole time, I the first thing I thought when I saw it was, wait a minute, shouldn't it have gone back to the point of the fumble? But uh, I mean, apparently it's not a rule in college, or it would have come up at some point. You would think somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, but I we I know we got the Memphis game as part of the Pickums, but what do we think, guys? Uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and spoil it. I'm I'm predicting Memphis for the win because um, I I just don't think oh, that <laughs> I don't think Central Florida handles the, the run very well. And uh, hey, shocker, shock, home shocker. It's just it's the kind of thing that we'll turn around and do. Lose to Tulane and beat UCF. And, um, man, I, just, I, I think it's just going to be one of those games. I could be way off, but we got the leading rusher in the nation, and I don't think you, uh, UCF – I think UCF, if I'm not mistaken, of course, I don't have any notes in front of me, but I believe, I believe they're giving up like 185, 190 yards rushing a game. They're, and, yeah, they're, they're and We have the leading rusher, so – and it's a home game. Um, I, I think the possibilities and – and with the national TV game, ABC, so I think we may get hyped up more than typical, kind of like we've seen in the past, like the – Oh, miss game, and um, I think there's a shot there, so that's yeah. what I'm predicting. Well, I I think as long as it don't rain, if it rains, then it's all bets <laughs> yeah. are off. All bets but, are off. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm I do feel like they're going to they tee left off. them on ABC after Memphis lost to Tulane. Yeah, that's yeah. probably something that was already negotiated or something, or maybe because it's Central Florida it may not have anything to do with. But I think, um, like, I kind of agree with you, Brandon, a little bit. But I feel like they're going to tee off on Henderson. And that's going to be they bad because I mean they don't really if the offense doesn't get clicking with the passing game I think they lose badly because of it because they're just going to tee off on Henderson even though he'll still break he's probably going to still have a hundred yard game and he's probably going to score all of Memphis's points but well uh, if, I also go ahead. also looked at UCF's schedule this year and it was a debate I was having with someone else on. Uh, I think Facebook this week saying, um, and I'm sorry if I'm getting louder here, but it's getting louder. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. But, uh, it, as far as uh, UCF, are they if they went out, are they going to be in the nat- in the playoff hunt this year? I said defensively no, because their schedule is actually a lot weaker this year. They it at least is. had the comfort of playing a race team in Memphis last year. They right. don't even have that comfort this year. So uh, I, I don't believe there's any way. I know they're ranked really high right now. Were they 10? They're 10, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't see any chance for them. Well, I think it depends on Georgia could stumble. Uh, if Georgia stumbles a couple of times uh, and, and you know, if Georgia stumbles once and then loses to Alabama in the SEC championship, then that puts Alabama alone in the playoff from the SEC. And so now you're looking over at the ACC, Clemson, they will probably stumble at least once. And, uh, you know, so you're going to have a lot of one-loss teams. Ohio State, I think, could lose to Michigan. And uh, I, I think that uh, you could also get uh, – uh, well, you're not going to have anybody from the Pac-12. Oklahoma just lost to Texas. Yeah, uh, West so Virginia's undefeated. It's, so West Virginia's stay, undefeated, but, I mean, honestly, they could lose to TCU. They could lose to Iowa State this weekend. So, I, you know, I think it sets up well for UCF. Now, they'll probably get left out because of their schedule, but I think yeah, it sets it's, up it's well for then. UCF. It, uh, it is because they should win out. I think their last big test is probably this weekend, really. Um, you know, to get over. Memphis. Well, that's what everybody says. I, I was reading an article earlier that says their biggest test left is Memphis this weekend. But I'm like, well, they still have to play South Florida, who's undefeated. They still have to play Cincinnati, who's undefeated. So uh, 
tell me how the Memphis is their biggest challenge when Memphis <laughs> is one and two in their conference. I mean, look, I'm a Memphis fan. You're not going to find a bigger Memphis fan, but I'm also a realist. And Memphis is one and two in the conference. They're not the team they were last year. They're not as good as they were last year, and they're not the challenge to Central Florida. Daryl Henderson is the only weapon they've got against Central Florida, but Milton McKenzie is going to eat the Memphis secondary alive. It's funny how time changes things in a quick amount of time, too, because it was what, maybe three weeks ago we were saying Tom Herman's on the hot seat. Texas keeps yeah, oh, yeah. After right. win, and we were really looking forward to this Memphis-UCF uh, game. Uh, and, uh, you know, honestly, not so much anymore. I mean, and I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to take the trip to Columbia uh, in two weeks, I think, uh, or week, week, the next weekend when they play Missouri because, man, losing to the two – Tulane just kind of takes all the wind out of my sails. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as height goes. Well, the one thing Memphis the, may have an advantage of for next week is Missouri's going to Tuscaloosa this weekend, so if Alabama beats the crud out of them, they might well, be kind of weak and tired. And, and I think that's that a stat. It, you should know, Adam. I, I think teams do horribly after coming off the next week after playing Alabama. Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's a, there's a stat out there. That kind of backs that up. You have to look and see what it is. But teams the next week after playing Alabama do not fare so well. I think it's because right. of what you just said. Alabama right. beats the crap out yeah, of them. And, I mean, let's be honest. Game. I'll say this. If Memphis were to beat Central Florida and then turn around and beat Missouri, now they'll probably go 10-2 and two on the year. And how can you complain about 10-2? and two? So, I, I don't you think know, they will. I think but they'll screw being 1-2 in the something. conference this early is what is what is really hard to – uh, wrap your mind around right now. It's, well, it's hard not to be to. disappointed uh, right now because you thought you could reach certain heights. I'm not disappointed in them as a program or anything because I mean they're look. I I'd much rather watch this Memphis team than I would have watched the Memphis team ten years ago. I mean so. Well, uh, to me, it's just about who you lost to because uh, my confidence level is not real high about the rest of our schedule right. after losing to Tulane. That's the, that's the thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You can't afford Adam, to lose. Or forbid we get some bad weather. Right. <laughs> any kind of bad weather. <laughs> right. Adam, yeah. going to go ahead and queue up our picks, though. We're going to go ahead and get started on our picks before the break because uh, we never seem to get time to talk out all the games. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get those brought up and get started. Uh, if, if you don't mind there, Mr. Reed. Of course. Now, I left, I left my notes at home, so I don't have anything in front of me, so I may not be as sharp. As I usually am. I don't even know how, so I'm usually sharp or not. That's for you guys to answer. I don't know if my picture is any good at all, but I gave you one of them, but let's roll. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll start off in the Big Ten. We've got uh, Michigan State playing in Happy Valley at Penn State. Uh, I think after what we've seen the last few weeks, I think Penn State's pretty much a given to win this game, especially being at home in Happy Valley. I think Penn State wins this one easily. Yep, and, and the reason I think so is I think the quarterback, uh, who is it, McSorley? Uh, yeah. yeah. Trace McSorley. Yeah, I think I think he can I think he can put um, uh, put up enough points over Michigan to to win this. Um, so I, I agree. I'm going Penn State. Well, I uh, I mean, I'm with you guys. Michigan State is more because of Michigan State than it is Penn State. Michigan State has been steadily getting worse as the season goes on. I don't know what's going on over there with D'Antoni's team, but uh, uh, it is, it's becoming a disaster over there. So, uh, uh, Michigan State, yeah, they're going to lose this one to Penn State. I think there's no doubt about that, really. All right. Then we're going to a big SEC matchup, going down to Death Valley. The, the Baton Rouge Death Valley. Uh, Georgia is playing LSU at LSU. I 
I think George, this is going to be George's first real test. I think we're going to find out what LSU and Georgia are both made of this weekend. And uh, I'm going to go with Georgia just because I feel like on paper they're better, but I would not be surprised if LSU were to pull this game out, being at home. Death Valley at night. All right, take that back. I'm like, that's not night. Nice. It's 3.30 games. So <laughs> it's uh, I, I think this game go either way, but I'm just going with Georgia because I feel like they have the edge just a little bit. Yep, I told you last week, guys, about the Florida LSU. That Florida's defense is, is tough, and I don't. Uh, that wasn't no fluke uh, against LSU. But uh, Georgia is just too tough all around. And you mentioned Adam. This, this is not a night game. It's a whole different story in LSU and Baton Rouge at night than it is three thirty. Right. So I'm going with Georgia, man. I just think they're top tier. I think they're tier one in the NCAA, and I think uh, LSU is tier two. Not that that's bad, but there is a little bit of separation there. Well, uh, coming into the weekend, I would have said uh, uh, Georgia. But then my voice got affected by this cold I've had. And when I listen to the playback on myself, I sound a lot like Coach O. And I'm going to take that as a sign. And I'm going to say LSU gets the upset victory at Gold Tigers. (laughs) Football. Yeah, football. <laughs> football. <laughs> and, uh, you got to run a football. <laughs> and uh, it looks like Mr. Jerry's on here with He agrees with us, uh, me and Brand with Georgia. And then uh, he said he took Penn State on that one. So then we got, let's see, we're going oh, to move out to the Pac 12 country now. We got Washington playing in Eugene against Oregon. Um, this one could go either way because you got 5 and 1 Washington, 4 and 1 Oregon, and they're playing at Oregon. But I'm thinking Washington just – Peterson figures it out. They barely win, but I think they they scrape by and Washington ends up putting Oregon out of the top 25. Yep, yep, I agree. I like uh, Chris Peterson, and he's, he's got a proven pedigree. And I think the Washington defense is better than the Oregon offense. That's that's the way I kind yeah. of see it, regardless of whether where it is. Um, and kind, of, kind of the same deal as last time. I think Washington's probably borderline tier one team – and um, Oregon's probably, you know, a little bit lower tier. So it could go either way, of course, but yeah, I'll definitely pick Washington. Well, I, I agree. I just don't think it's as close as uh, you think it will be, Adam. I, I think Washington will win fairly easily. I mean, I don't – it won't be a blowout, but I think Washington will win fairly easily because I think Oregon has somehow slipped into this position simply because their name. I mean, they, they – I don't care if they're 4-1. They shouldn't be ranked. Right. They're, Nike's they're not a good four and one, at least in my opinion. So uh, that's what I got. We're going to take our last break right now, come back, finish up our picks. Also, we're going to give away some tickets to see Memphis take on Central Florida this weekend. Adam will tell you how to win those in just a minute. Stay tuned. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM in the US 51 Country mobile app. Go Tigers. <laughs> This is Christina Bowman with Mary Maids in Atoka. Savor the pleasure of knowing your whole home has been cleaned by a professional team you can trust. A team that cleans just the way you want each and every time. Mary Maids in Atoka offers customized home cleaning because they know that every home is as unique as the people who live in it. Mary Maids services are affordable, thorough, dependable, and worry-free. Call Mary Maids of Atoka, 901-837-0719. Mary Maids gives you one less thing to worry about. Tipton County Head Start opening enrollment is currently ongoing at 410 Alston Street in Covington, Monday through Friday from 8 until 3 p.m. 
the following documentation will be needed to complete your child's application. Proof of child's age, 10 care or insurance card, name, address and phone number of at least three emergency contacts and proof of income. Children with disabilities are encouraged to apply. We will take applications from pregnant women and children from birth to three years of age. Northwest Tennessee EDC requires no fees to participate. If you have questions, contact Patricia Mason, Kathy Crook, or Center Coordinator Bev Roberts at 901-476-7488. Honey, did you get the mail? No. Did you? Why would I ask if you got the mail, if I got the mail? I don't know. Confusion, perhaps. Right. Anyway, someone needs to get it. Agreed. I was thinking you. It has been 10 days since anyone did. I know, but I was thinking. It's hot outside and it's cool inside. What's one more day? Call AirServe today to make sure your air conditioning is working this summer. We'll make your house so comfortable you'll never want to leave again. 901-622-5050. Hi, I'm James. And I'm Doug. And together, we're, we're Summit, Summit Roofing. Roofing. Not everyone plans on replacing their roof. Give us a call for a free estimate or roof inspection to let one of our trained professionals come out and help you every step of the way. We also specialize in metal, commercial, and residential roof systems to help you with all your roofing needs. We offer financing. Check us out at SummitRoofingAndRestoration.com, Facebook, or our great standing with the BBB. Let our 40 years of combined experience lead the way to an honest approach to help you with your problems. Give us a call at 901 430-1974. Again, that's 901-430-1974. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a few showers in the area, 74 the low. Showers and thunderstorms tomorrow as a cold front pushes through the Mid-South. Our high at 86 will drop to 55 tomorrow night. Then on Thursday, hello fall. Sunshine with a high of 68. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. You're listening to Adam and Chad. And boom goes the dynamite. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. The US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Don't forget to check out the show on Spotify. A lot of you already have, and we appreciate it. We're in the middle of our picks, but first I'm going to tell you how you can win Memphis tickets. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Adam's going to tell you how you can win a family four-pack of tickets to see Memphis take on UCF this Saturday. Adam. All right. I'm just going to make it quick and easy since we're in our last segment. First person that calls in, you call in. Four-pack tickets are yours to the UCF. Can't do that. The line's tied up. Oh, man. Okay. Never mind. I forgot. I didn't think about it. Sorry about that, Brandon. <laughs> um, we'll go the other route then. We're going to do, I'll do the Go Tigers Go in our comment feed. Put that in there. I'll make some names and here about halfway through the segment, I'll I'll draw the tickets. So. And we're bringing back in Brandon Reed now from TubeTown and MyFantasySportsTalk.com live from the Arkansas State game where they're taking on Appalachian State. What is the uh, score right now, Brandon? 
still three nothing, kind of moving slowly along. Uh, I think the uh, the over under was sixty, and I was probably going to be way off because I thought it would have been way over. Right, and uh, <laughs> it's not looking like it so far. The defense. How is close are you to that tonight, cool huh? waterfall they have there at the stadium? I'm at opposite end zone right now just because it's a little bit more noisy down there. But it is awesome, and I don't know if I talked to you guys about that before. You know, I had one recommendation that they somehow shoot like red out of it or at least oh, a red yeah, spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they did add that. They did add that, uh, so I knew that was a no-brainer. Uh, last home game I didn't attend because it was pouring down rain. If you mm-hmm. guys remember, it was about mm-hmm. two Saturday, two three Saturdays ago where it rained all day long. Yeah. I mean, it did not stop raining all day, so I did not come to that game. Um, so I, I don't know when they added added lights to the waterfall, but it's awesome. It's an awesome environment, and it's not going to be really fully ready and fully finished until next year, next uh, next opening season. So oh, wow. it's going to be awesome. That's cool. Maybe they heard you. They they heard you talking about it. Said, "Oh, we need." To yeah, that that was to come. Yeah. That was a no brainer. <laughs> that would have been so awesome. It, now I was I was talking more like the the water actually being red itself and shooting up red, but right. they, they've kind of put like red spotlights on it, so it's still cool. It's yeah. still awesome. So we got any Go Tigers go in the comment feed yet, Adam? Not yet, not yet. Not yet. Not yet not I don't know how much of a delay we're on, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but type in Go Tigers go in the comment feed, uh, and uh, that's how you win uh, the Memphis tickets. Uh, now, uh, let's pick back up with our picks. Uh, we had just picked Washington and Oregon. We all picked Washington. Adam, what game is next? All right, now we're going to it's Ohio versus Northern Illinois. That's the Ohio Bobcats versus Northern Illinois Huskies. Uh, they're playing at Northern Illinois. Both teams about to have about the same record, but it's looking like Northern. I, I got uh, Northern Illinois in this one just because I know more about them. <laughs> but this looks like a fairly even game. But I'm gonna go with Northern Illinois just because I've seen them play a couple times this year and they look pretty good. This is one of the ones where I was like, huh? I don't know. I don't know right. anything about either one of these two teams. But I was I was gonna go with Ohio um, because I I think they played a little bit better schedule. And again, I looked at these matchups. There was a few I didn't know. So um, I believe Ohio's uh, quarterback is their leading passer and leading rusher. I may be mistaken on that. I looked at a couple different matchups, but uh, so I, I'm gonna go with Ohio um, in this one because who knows? <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm going to take Northern Illinois. I think they're a little bit more explosive on offense, and uh, I just uh, I like them better in this game at home. Uh, they've built a culture there at Northern Illinois that's pretty good. I mean, uh, honestly, for where they are, I, I, I can see Northern Illinois is where Memphis was maybe under Tommy West, right? So they're at that level right now. I think Northern Illinois actually has a chance of, of rising up in the ranks over time in college football, but uh, I'll take Northern Illinois in this game. All right. And then now we go to the Central Florida-Memphis game. We got uh, – of course, we all know they're playing here. Because uh, I've gotten just destroyed in the picks the last year. I'm going with the same pick because I got Central Florida. Le Vegas has got them by four. I think Memphis fights valiantly, but I think Central Florida ultimately gets them and maybe only by a touchdown, but I think Central Florida's going to take this game. The line is only four. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. That's surprising. Well, I told you guys where I was going with it. I'm just going for the upset. Um, so uh, ESPN messed me up to join you guys' group. So I'm not really playing for anything <laughs> points wise. So right. I'm going with the upset. And I think I, I think Chad is probably a little bit right. All you really got to do is stack that box uh, and, and cover up Daryl Henderson, uh, and you're going to be okay. But like I said, it, uh, the team is still. And they haven't really played a whole, anybody, really. And they're still giving up 
you know, on upper edge of 200 yards rushing per game. So that gives me hope at least. Here's the downside to that. Memphis's offense, the, the offensive scheme in place by Mike Norvell, wants to pass the ball. They don't want to rely on the run. And That's true. it's not designed it's to rely on the run. So even even with Henderson having a great game, it's not designed to just feed the beast all the time. And because of that, combined with Memphis's poor secondary, it's going to be a long day for Memphis. I, I think UCF wins, covers the four. I would take UCF. Honestly, I would take UCF at uh, minus seven. I don't know if I would take them any more than minus seven, but I would take them at minus seven. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not, but we'll see. <laughs> then we have. Hey, uh, I'm, look, big, hey, I hope it. You know, look, I root for my team, and I hope Memphis wins, right? But I'm just saying, if I'm betting money, then you see you're, you're a realist. That's what yeah. I was telling folks about the tights. And then, oh, oh, and then it blew up on you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hey, you got redemption this week, though, man. I, I was sitting there thinking that when I watched the game, when that field goal kicked, I said, oh, Brandon can finally go rub that guy. See, gonna, I told you guys. By the way, are they going to cut that receiver or what? I don't even know who it was. I mean, he's got I'm to be. Trying to, I can't think of his name now off the top no, of my yeah, head. Exactly. exactly. He's definitely on the hot so, seat for sure. But, yeah, I mean, uh, my goodness. Uh, yep. so uh, there calls you go. An, calls an interception and then drop a sure touchdown. <laughs> but it, it's like the Bills and the Titans. I will, both of them, will they please stand up and show me who the real Bills and Titans are? Yeah, that's right. Right, <laughs> right, right. Now you're right there. And then we got uh, – now I got the Big 12 – going to uh this is the iowa state west virginia game they're playing in iowa state i'm going west virginia for this pick but i would not be surprised if somehow the cyclones pull this one off so because they're at home because it's a hard place to play but i'm gonna go with west virginia though yeah no i'm going with west virginia uh i just don't think iowa state is very good not definitely not enough to beat west virginia i'm going west virginia yeah, West Virginia in this one. One thing, I think Will Greer has got to get a chip on his shoulder at some point because uh, Tua, and had it not been for the loss, and even in the loss, actually, Kyler Murray separated himself a little more this weekend with his comeback. Uh, Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa are running away from Will Greer in this Heisman race. And so I don't know if that's fair or not, but that's what's happening. And so Will Greer is going to have to play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I don't think they let Iowa State get him. I'm going to take West Virginia in this game. And actually, the the Heisman stuff actually flopped this week. Kyler Murray actually is not him and Tua anymore. It's Tua, and then Haskins jumped ahead of Kyler after that performance. So he's actually jumped up there now from Ohio State. I I think it's fake news, but I I don't think Haskins is that great, but – that according to the voters right now, he's jumped, he's put his fake name up there. news. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> but then we we'll go on to the ACC. Probably talking about fake news. I like there. to punch him in the face. <laughs> then you got Miami at Virginia. They're playing in Virginia. Um, this game, I mean, Virginia can surprise you. You never know which team's going to show up. But I think Miami takes care of business and goes ahead. And, it might be closer than what everybody thinks, but I think Miami takes this game. I think that Miami quarterback's playing with some swagger now. Uh, Nicosi, yeah. I, I forgot his name. But um, anyway, after that big comeback against Florida State, I think he's playing with a little bit of swagger. I don't, I don't see Virginia winning this one. Mark Rick has the Hurricanes awake, baby. I mean, oh, he's, a, he's a good coach. I think he look. is so underrated. Now, I know Georgia came out on a pretty good end to this. 
But Mark Rick was a hell of a coach. Uh, one, you don't really just drop like Georgia did. Hard to say it didn't work out for Georgia, but I know a lot of people, myself included, were thinking they were a little crazy for just showing Mark Rick the door. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought that too. Uh, and then earlier this year, of course, he called a lot of stuff for losing the game. But uh, it seems like that that losing that game woke up the Hurricanes, and now they're ready to go. So I got them in this game. All right. Then we move on to the going back to the Big Ten. A lot of big, big uh, – top 25 matchups this weekend got wisconsin at michigan they're playing in the big house um according to a lot of the votes it's looking like it's a night game up in ann arbor a lot of people are going michigan but i i think wisconsin deals them another loss i I think michigan just isn't that great even at home and i i think it'd be a close game i think it's gonna come down to the last probably five minutes but i think wisconsin edges them out and does throws the upset even though their rankings are right there together i think i don't know if it's really considered upset I think well, y'all, be proud, that. y'all will be proud of me because I remember the stat. Michigan has given up 2.6 yards per carry. Uh, if you can shut down, I believe, is Jonathan Taylor the running back for Wisconsin? I think so, yeah. He's, yeah. A, yeah. He's, he's a huge chunk of their offense. So if they can slow that down in the big house, um, I think Michigan has it. Well, for my buddy Jerry, listening to the show, I know it was heartbreaking this weekend when Mason Crosby went one for five. And the state of Wisconsin is is a little down right now. But I think they'll get back up because I think Wisconsin will beat Michigan this weekend. I got them in this game. I, I, I think that they're better than Michigan in a lot of ways. I think it'll be a close game, but I do think Wisconsin leaves with the win. Oh, sounds like stuff's getting crazy at the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, ASU's driving a little bit. Um, okay. They're about midfield driving. Um, Still 3 nothing. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh, we used to be what? Y'all are in the second quarter yet? I don't think so. I think no, we're winding down quarter. the first quarter still. I gotcha. think this has been a long first quarter. I could be mistaken. I'm too far away from the scoreboard to read it. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, that's good. Cool. We'll finish our picture that way. You can get back in it. Uh, we got. We're going to. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what conferences. It's Middle Tennessee at Florida International. I don't know if they conference USA now. Um, I can't remember Middle Tennessee. I Middle Tennessee is Conference yeah. USA. Yeah. 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 It's the Conference USA matchup. I was thinking. Yeah. I got, uh, they're playing at Florida International. America, they're both three and two. I'll go with Middle Tennessee, even though they're playing at FIU. I, I don't know. I, I, Middle Tennessee's been on the cusp of winning some games that look like they, to me, they seem like the better team. But this one's kind of a toss up for me, really. It, it is, and um, I just I, I, I think Middle Tennessee has already beat AFU. They're going to go for the sweet and beat FIU. Um, so, uh, you know, um, they I, – I don't know. Uh, Tennessee didn't like Butch Davis, and neither does Middle Tennessee. So, right. they'll get the win. All right. I'm going with Middle that's Tennessee. My, that's my rationale. How do you like that? There you go. <laughs> I'm going with Middle Tennessee, too. I, I think the Blue Raiders uh, – I, I actually think Middle Tennessee – well, let's just see how this goes. There, I think Middle Tennessee Mike could beat a few other teams in the state. Let me say it that way. I think they're, hey. you know, I, did they? Uh, they haven't played Vanderbilt, have they? No. Um, they. I don't know if they could beat Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt. I think they tough. could definitely beat Tennessee, and they might could beat Memphis. I don't know. They're they're tougher than you think, but I got Middle Tennessee in this game. And on our last pick, Jerry, you know, he's talking. Him. He picked Michigan by two. He said because Wisconsin's hurt, so that's a big one. Even he's going with going with old Michigan. Jerry, there. I picked your team, and then you went against me. Right, he went against me too. What's up with that, Jerry? What kind of stuff is that? 
I did that pick for you, man. <laughs> no more jump around for you during the third quarter. <laughs> right. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. That's one of the coolest things in college football. Guys, I think, okay, so that was the end of the first quarter. Was that it? was the oh, longest first quarter in college football history in my lifetime. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I was sitting thinking about time. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. We're starting well, the second quarter. At least they still had 3 nothing, so it's all good. Yep. All good. <laughs> then, right now. We got our our last game here on the list, and we actually got plenty of time. So we're doing we're going to the Pac-12 again. Uh, Colorado at USC. They're playing in LA. Um, I see Colorado's five and zero, but I think they're a, a poser. I think you had, <laughs> last time I went with USC, though they screwed me. But I'm going to give them one more chance since they're playing at home, and Colorado really isn't. They're one of those fake five and zeros. Uh, and they're ranked 19, but I think that's just this is by default. Um, I, I think USC wins this one, but barely. I don't think they play a very good game, but I think USC pulls this one out at home, like a 39-36 kind of garbage game, and they end up evening up their year at 500. I agree. You look at the schedule. Colorado hadn't played anybody, and uh, I think it's one of those games. It's going to be a late night game in the Coliseum. And uh, prime for a USC win. Uh, seriously, Colorado just really hadn't played anybody. I think this is going to be, honestly, one of their first true tests um, right. of the year. So I, I, I see it swinging towards USC. Well, I, I think Colorado, one thing I noticed about Colorado is that they're ranked 19th, and Oregon at 5-1 and one is ranked 17th. Yeah, now, I think that's messed up because I, I think Colorado may be better than Oregon, but barely. I don't think either one of them are a top 25 team. I think USC wins this game. Uh, I Honestly, well, for one thing, USC traditionally, they don't go on a slide. You don't see USC go on like a multi-game slide or anything like that. So I, I just can't see USC losing this game at home. I, I can't see that happening. So I, I've got USC in this game. And uh, Jerry... This is how much confidence I have. <laughs> you know Wisconsin's going to win this game, man. I better stop and, it before it gets to the words. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some kind of violation. Or something, yeah. Yeah. You can't play that song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and for anybody out there, it's wondering what that is referencing to. If you're not a, and we're not fans initially of Wisconsin, that's something they do during the third quarter. It's like the, like an intermission fun thing they do with the students, and they all start, you know, you know the song, you heard it, you, know, you don't, we don't have to sing the lyrics for you, but it's just kind of something. So if you ever get a chance to, I actually watch don't a know if there are any bad words in the lyrics. I, I don't know the lyrics except for jump around. That's the only yeah, lyrics I know. There's some, song. but I think they're FCC approved dirty words. So. But we're a family show, so we're going to behave when yeah. we do that. So. Yeah. yeah, all about that here at, uh, at the Adam and Chad Show. Well, Brandon, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for making your picks. We look forward to talking to you again next week, my man. No problem. We'll see what the Titans do and who they are next week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the Tigers and all that. And and um, and we'll talk to you then. So appreciate Absolutely. it, guys. And turn it on ESPN, too. Catch the end of this game. It's a good one. All right, yep. Go oh, Red yeah, Wolves. We'll all right. There you go.
Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, bud. Thank you. Catch you later. All right, Brandon Reed, TubeTown, and MyFantasySportsTalk.com. Uh, once again, wanted to congratulate the winner of the Head Ads Player of the Week, Marcus Hayes from Covington. Uh, he won the poll vote this week, and he will be the uh, first ever three-time winner of the Head Ads Player of the Week award. And we will go and present that to him later this week. Uh, wrapping it up, Adam, uh, anything else that we need to talk about? Nick Saban's complaining about the uh, student section at Alabama games. What's up with that? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, they snapped to my snapped a picture and showed that all the seats around it and the upper level were full. And then there's the student sections. But it's like, you know, I, I get it somewhat because he's like, hey, I got, there's people that'll, would love to be in those seats, but at the same time, it's the students and student section. And it's just, and it's not like you're playing, you know, the best team. It's just like I expect it to happen. During it, C- yeah. They play Citadel. Schedule here better games. Yeah. And some of it's just the way it goes. I mean, really, the only terrible Look, game they playing have. Citadel is never the well, way it goes. Say, that's really the only that's just fault. terrible game that they have. But most of the other ones have been okay. Even the, and the game last week, I mean, the last few, that this, the game they were talking about wasn't really a terrible, terrible opponent. It was just, People, I think, you know, it's one of the things. They went off to have fun. They enjoyed it. They knew they were going to win. But I, I get why he's doing it because he's fighting for the players. You know, he's like, hey, you should stay here for the players. And I, yep. I get all that. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. And Oh, and Jerry says he'll change his picks three times by Saturday. So. <laughs> now that's, I believe it. <laughs> that's no fair. Yeah. You got to do them tonight, man. Whatever you Adam put does on that, too, by the way. He no, doesn't keep the no. picks that he picked on the show. I did it one time. Well, no, I keep my picks. I just saw, I, last time I ended up deleting, had to start over doing it again. I think he cheats. <laughs> now, if I cheat, I'd be. By the way, I wanted to get way. to this one story real quick. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son, Sharif O'Neal, the big recruit for UCLA, he'll, he's going to miss the season because he has to have heart surgery. And uh, so uh, he felt funny during workouts. And then the doctors put a heart monitor on him, and uh, they discovered that he has a heart problem that requires surgery. So pretty scary stuff, but uh, supposedly he'll make a full recovery and be back uh, next year. But got to be scary for Shaq and his son, Sharif, out there at UCLA. For Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios, I am a raspy-voiced Dynamite Chad Gatlin saying, see ya.